You're listening to audio from Trinity West Seattle. For other resources, more information about this sermon series, or to connect with us, visit our website, www.trinityws.com. My name is Kim Morris, and I have the privilege of reading God's Word to you this morning. Please stand as you are able for the reading of God's Word. And I will be reading John 15, verses 1 through 16. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, Kim. Well, Happy New Year. We all made it. Uh, Before we begin, let's uh, bow our hearts in prayer. God, we um, come to you as your people. Speak to us through your word and transform us and change us. Make us more like you by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we start a new year 
today, and it's the first day of 2023. Can you believe it? A new year means a fresh new start with new possibilities for new adventures. A new year can offer new opportunities to grow and develop. And many start the new year optimistically with, with a lot of hope in seeing changes for the better in many areas of our life like our health or relationships or even financially. I wonder, though, what would have to happen in this year for you to say, I am flourishing and thriving as a person. Maybe a new dream job that pays you more, or no work at all, and you ride into the sunset of retirement, or maybe it's reconciling broken relationships with a family member or friend. How would you define a life of fruitfulness, a life that's fulfilling and satisfying? Well, today, Jesus, he offers to us a a vision of a flourishing and fruitful life in the parable of the vine and the branches in John chapter 15. It is an invitation to abide in Jesus so that we may live a fruitful life as defined by God rather than by us. The main idea we want to explore today is that abiding in Jesus produces a fruitful life. And we will work through this passage by answering two questions. What does abiding in Jesus mean? And secondly, what does a fruitful life look like? So in this parable, we don't have to guess who the vine or vine dresser or the branches are. Jesus tells us plainly, Jesus is the vine. God is the vine dresser or the gardener. And the branches are Jesus' disciples who are abiding in him who bear much fruit. Now, the vivid metaphor Jesus uses of the vine and the branches were, were all too familiar to Jesus' audience as grapevines were everywhere and wine was part of almost every meal. Everyone would have understood that fruitfulness could only, fruitfulness could only happen if the branches are vitally connected to the vine, to a healthy vine, supplying all of the nutrients necessary for it to produce abundant fruit. And Jesus starts off by saying, I am the true vine, a picture in contrast to the nation of Israel who repeatedly failed to produce the fruit of repentance and obedience throughout the Old Testament. You see, Israel was supposed to be the vine of God and God's people that bore fruit. And as we all do on our own, Israel failed and they've fallen short. Here, Jesus was claiming to be the true and perfect and essential and enduring vine of which all other vines are but shadows, including Israel. Jesus was making an astonishing claim in saying that he is the true Israel, the one who came to fulfill all that Israel failed to live up to in being a light to the nations and a reflection of God's glory to all people. What Jesus makes abundantly clear is that if you abide in him and he abides in you, 
Just as a branch is connected to a vine, you will bear much fruit. Look in verses 4 and 5. Jesus says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says, abide in me. So what does abiding in Jesus actually mean? Well, abiding in Jesus means that we intentionally cultivate an intimate, loving relationship with Jesus under the authority of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit lived out in obedience to Jesus. While our abiding in Jesus requires our willful acts of obedience and submission, it actually does not start with us and certainly cannot be maintained by our discipline alone. We don't choose Jesus first, and we are not the initiators in our relationship with Jesus. Rather, Jesus chooses us and appoints us so that we bear fruit, as it says in verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. Jesus initiates First, and he invites us into a loving relationship to abide in him so that we should go and bear much fruit. So what is clear is that we do not passively abide in Jesus. We cannot just wait around for something to happen before we abide in Jesus. Abiding actually requires our resolve and determination to obey God's word, especially when it costs us something. Giving up sins when we are attached, the, the sins that we are so attached to is a difficult and painful process, but it is necessary to abide in Jesus. Abiding requires us to attach ourselves to Jesus in such a way that apart from being connected to the vine and choosing Jesus daily, we would entirely shrivel away and wander farther away from God. Abiding in Jesus is not this one and done decision that we make, but it's our daily acts of obedience under the lordship of Jesus where we draw from his limitless resources of grace and mercy. And what is more is that abiding in Jesus changes us so that we want to be with him, to relate with him, to spend time with him, and ultimately to please him because we love him. Abiding is different than performing acts of obedience to gain approval, but rather it's enjoying and delighting in being with Jesus. And this is only possible by the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. Just as a branch has life surging within it because it is connected to the life source of the vine, we are invited to abide in Jesus, to receive his life and embrace his love. The vine feeds the branches and provides all that the branches need to thrive and be fruitful. 
The vine supplies the branches with all the nutrients necessary and provides water so that the branches may flourish and be fruitful. You see, Jesus, the vine, is the source of life, eternal life, abundant life, a satisfying life. And he strengthens our hearts with peace that transcends all understanding. He showers us with his grace. He embraces us with his love. He dispenses mercy. He offers us forgiveness. He provides to us inner healing in the broken parts of our lives. He gives us our very identity as beloved children of God. Jesus, our true vine, not only sustains us, but also supplies us with all that we need to grow, to mature, and flourish as his disciples. How are you abiding in Jesus today? Are you actively trusting in him? We can be connected to Jesus by listening to his voice as he speaks to us through his word daily. Or perhaps when he speaks into our hearts or when he speaks through the voices of other believers around us. We can also be connected to God by having regular conversations and heart-to-heart exchanges with him when we speak to him in prayer. We can feel our connection to the vine when we worship him through song and music. And just like our connection with friends and family, the more regularly we talk and connect, the stronger the connection. See, it is possible that you are a branch that is tied to a vine with rope or, or glued to the vine, but not really connected to the life source of Jesus. Branches may appear to be connected to the vine, but there is nothing flowing from the vine to the branches. Instead, somewhere along the branch, it is disconnected to the vine and it is left without a life-giving connection. Maybe you are not connected at all to the vine and you have no relationship with Jesus. If that is you today and you don't know Jesus, we are glad that you are here, whether you're in this room or watching online, Jesus is inviting you to abide in him today. Put your trust in him and choose to submit your life to Jesus, who is the true vine, our life-giving source. My sisters and brothers, when we are united with Jesus growing in our relationship with him and actively abiding and trusting in Jesus, the natural result will be true fruitfulness in our lives. What fruit was Jesus talking about? Are the fruit that Jesus wants us to bear the same fruit that we want and seek? A fruitful life Jesus wants for you may be very different from the way that you would define a fruitful life as you would determine for yourself. So let's explore what a fruitful life looks like as defined by Jesus in trying to answer our second question. What does a fruitful life look like? Now, healthy branches connected to the vine and tended by the gardener who is God our Father has only one purpose, and it is to bear fruit. 
yielding more fruit year after year. What fruit are you bearing in your life? Well, I guess it depends on who or where you are drawing your resources from. If you were repeatedly told horrible things by everyone around you, telling you that you won't amount to anything, that you were a loser, incapable, and unintelligent, then the devastating result or fruit of your inner person would be one of self-doubt, low self-worth, and believing the lies about you. On the other hand, maybe you were fed the notion that excelling and performing to be the best and collecting trophies, awards, and more accolades were what a fruitful life looks like. But that path could also lead you astray as well. However you define fruitfulness, Jesus offers a greater and better vision for fruitfulness that is not only fulfilling to our heart's desires, but comprehensive and spiritual in nature, ultimately affecting all aspects of our life. The fruitful and flourishing life Jesus desires for us flows out of the life-giving sap the vine provides for the branches. The extent to which you are abiding in Jesus will determine your fruitfulness in life. And while this list of fruit of abiding in Jesus is not comprehensive, there is enough for us here to help us draw closer to Jesus and point us towards what we as branches were meant to be and do, namely, bearing much fruit. And I want to share briefly five fruit of abiding in Jesus and how they are interrelated in living a fruitful and flourishing life for Jesus The five fruit are this. Number one, effective prayer in Jesus' name. Secondly, the fruit of obedience to Jesus' commands. Thirdly, the fruit of experiencing Jesus' joy. Fourth, the fruit of loving one another. And lastly, the fruit of lasting impact for Jesus. How many of you guys are frustrated about your prayer life because you don't experience God answering your prayers? Or Or at least it feels like that. Well, the first fruit in abiding in Jesus is is effective prayer in Jesus' name. Look at verse 7 and 16. Verse 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Verse 16, "So, So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These verses sound too good to be true, right? It almost sounds like God is our wishing well, and and if we just prayed in Jesus' name, we can get everything that we want. But we know that this is not true. Disciples who are abiding in Jesus will experience the fruit of effective prayer because they are seeking to glorify God and to pray according to God's will. We ask, we seek and knock in our prayers, believing that God will answer, that he will be found, and the doors will be opened because our desires are aligned with Jesus' desires. Ultimately, you will not always get what you want in your prayers, but God will always give you what you need. And so many times we want answers to our prayers more than God himself. We want the gifts more than the giver. And when this is the case, 
he will answer our prayers by giving us more of himself rather than more of what we ask for. He will draw us closer to himself and give us prayers that change our hearts. The fruit of effective prayer flows out of a living connection to Jesus, the vine, as the source of all answered prayers. Notice that in verse 7, he says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. How often are you praying with Jesus' words abiding in you? What promises of God are you bringing to the Lord in your prayers? Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be a Bible scholar for Jesus' word to abide in you, but it does require for you to believe and to know and to submit to Jesus' words. Our prayers should not be disconnected from the words of Jesus. God, he speaks to us through the scriptures, and we can pray the scriptures back to God. This is the dialogue that Jesus is talking about in abiding in him and his words, abiding in you. Don't be shy to ask your heavenly father. He invites you to ask and pray the scriptures to him in Jesus' name. And God delights to bless his children with good gifts in the context of a loving relationship with him. Abiding in Jesus produces the fruit of effective prayer and it glorifies the Father when we bear much fruit, which may look like his love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, according to Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. And when we abound in spiritual fruit in our lives, we are truly blessed And so are those around us. They are blessed through our fruit that we bear. Secondly, abiding in Jesus produces the fruit of obedience to Jesus' commands. Look at verse 10. If you abide in my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Look at verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command you. See, when you love someone, you will listen to them intently to what they are saying and do for them what is pleasing to them. You know, I get warm and fuzzy feeling when I ask my kids to do something and they reply, yes, dad, in the right tone. And when they immediately stop what they're doing and, I, and they do what I ask. I feel so loved when they take out the trash and recycling and compost immediately when I ask them to. Now imagine with me a response like this from your child. Yes, mom and dad, I will take out the compost and trash in the freezing and wet weather to serve the family that I love and care for so much so that we don't die of decomposing trash in our kitchen. (laughs) Well, of course, we always love our kids, but there is something special about their obedience in the context of a loving relationship. For me, I feel heard and cared for when they obey what I tell them to do. Now, I don't love them more because they obeyed, and I don't love them less because they forget what I asked them to do. But their obedience is 
to simple request shows me that they love me and they care for me when they obey with a cheerful attitude. In the same way, our obedience to Jesus is a demonstration of our love for Jesus. When God's word says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, our obedient response is, yes, Lord, we will live to glorify you in all that I do. Jesus says in his word, forgive as I have forgiven you. Our response is, Yes, Lord, I will forgive others. Imagine God's joy when we obey like this, especially when it's hard to do. Jesus says it's better to give than to receive. Our response, yes, Lord, we will live generously to give to our neighbors. Imagine God's joy when we can trust him to provide and be gracious with others. Abiding in Jesus connects us to him in a loving relationship where our response to God's love for us is obedience to what Jesus, the true vine, tells us to do. And it binds us to him even more in love. What Jesus tells us to do can often be hard and difficult, but it's always good for us. Jesus will never command us to do something that will harm or hurt us, but will always have our best interest in mind. So when we produce the fruit of obedience to Jesus' words, we demonstrate our act of trust in God, and also there is genuine spiritual vitality flowing in us to obey Him and ultimately glorify the Father. So we have seen that abiding in Jesus produces the fruit of effective prayer. Secondly, abiding in Jesus produces the fruit of loving loving obedience to Jesus' commands. And thirdly, abiding in Jesus allows us to experience Jesus' joy in us. Look at verse 11. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. We don't often think of Jesus as a joyful Person exuding God's joy in his life. It is true that Jesus was a man of many sorrows because of the heavy burden of carrying the cross to die for our sin. But he was also a man who experienced great joy because he endured the cross that was set before him. In a passage in Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, in the phrase, who for the joy, the for can be translated in order to obtain or in order to experience or sustain by the hope of. So in other words, Jesus endured the cross in order to obtain, in order to experience the joy that was set before him. And you can experience joy through suffering. This is God's promise to us. Jesus finished his race by experiencing God's judgment and wrath 
rightfully directed at us on the cross. And he died the wrongful and shameful death that we deserved. But, when he, but then he rose from the grave to conquer sin and death. And Jesus is now victoriously seated at the right hand of God's throne in glory and unending joy. The joy of redeeming us and saving us ultimately led to glory. And for this, Jesus endured the suffering of the cross. The fruit of experiencing Jesus' joy is enduring life's difficult trials and suffering while looking to something greater and better at the end of a long and sometimes painful life. It is a joy that transcends our most difficult circumstances of life because Jesus is redeeming and restoring all things. Jesus will one day make all things new, restore all broken relationships to wholeness and perfect harmony. And this is the source of our true and lasting joy. And abiding in Jesus produces the fruit of a heavenly joy given to us by Jesus, our true vine. The fourth fruit of abiding in Jesus is love for one another. Look at verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. There is an unbreakable chain of, of love which starts from God who loved us so much that he sent Jesus, his only son. Jesus' mission from God was a mission of love toward us displayed in the most public and horrific spectacle on the cross. Jesus' love for us links us to this unbreakable and gut-wrenching chain of love which we now get to share and express to one another within the family of God. The love we have for each other as brothers and sisters in God's family, proves to the world that we are followers of Jesus. Abiding in Jesus means we are abiding in his love, and this is a sight to see. This love for one another Jesus is calling us to express is, is not a vague kind of love, but displayed in sacrifice, care, and intercession for the other branches that are connected to the same life-giving vine who is Jesus. Each branch is not independently growing by itself, but encouraging and building up each other to flourish. We are called to carry each other's burdens while helping and supporting weaker and hurting branches. Sometimes it means we share our finances or open up our home or share a meal or simply being there for our brothers and sisters. Have you received the love of Jesus? Do you know what it means to be loved by Jesus? Then the natural outflow of receiving Jesus' love is to share that love within the family of God. So we have already seen four fruit of abiding in Jesus. First, the effective prayer in Jesus' name. The fruit of obedience in, to Jesus' commands. Third, the fruit of experiencing Jesus' joy. Fourth, loving one another. And lastly, 
Abiding in Jesus produces the fruit of lasting impact for Jesus. Look at verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. Now, it is obvious that the branches need the vine to be fruitful, but what is not as apparent is that the vine also needs the branches to display and produce fruit and a lot of them which will remain for the benefit of the world around the branches. Abiding in Jesus will produce fruit for the benefit of others which will endure and remain, sometimes beyond the life of the branches themselves. You have the love of Jesus and the resurrection power of Jesus flowing in you and through you to impact the lives of people around you. Who are you investing your time and talents and treasures in so that you leave a legacy of faith where gospel seeds are planted? We know that there are no actual fruit which will last forever. Over time, apples and bananas and grapes will decay. They go bad no matter how nutritious they are. And in the same way, most of the good things that we do will not make a lasting impact in this world or in someone's life. But what if we lived in such a way that we made the most of every opportunity to love serve and invest in the people around us with eternity in mind. Who is Jesus calling you to pour your life into, to share your wisdom and develop as a growing disciple of Jesus? How could you utilize your God-given gifts and talents to connect one more person to Jesus? You may have heard this short poem. It goes like this. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Jesus wants us to spend our energies into producing lasting fruit, which will ultimately impact people spiritually. How are you teaching and even modeling to your family or friends what it looks like to live for Jesus? What kingdom values are you instilling in those around you that will last their entire lives? How are you interacting with your coworkers in such a way that they want to know the hope within you? Abiding in Jesus means that we are representing him wherever we go, in every sphere of our lives where we live, learn, work, and play. We are called to live out the gospel in word and in deed and to proclaim and display the beauty of who Jesus is and bring others into fellowship with Jesus alongside us. This is the enduring and lasting fruit which Jesus chose for us. And this fruit is our witness to the world in the proclamation of the gospel which Jesus himself commissioned us to share. So we are called to be fruitful 
And this is possible only by the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. We produce fruit by being vitally and daily connected to the vine, not by willing and, and squeezing fruit out of our branches ourselves. It is He who bears fr- His fruit in us, and we are merely His branches and instruments to reflect His glory and His power for the service of others. Now, there will be seasons in your life when you are fruitless, and you feel as if life is going backwards, and you may not be seeing much growth in Christ-like character, and many aspects of your life may seem out of control. The good news tells us in these seasons to trust in Jesus and lay ourselves bare before him. And the only way for us to live a fruitful life is by abiding in Jesus alone. Jesus truly is the only way, the truth, and the life. And we can have confidence in living a faithful and fruitful life when we abide in Jesus, period. Jesus is our source of life because he lived out what it means to completely abide with God the Father. Jesus obeyed what the Father commanded him to do and never once deviated from that plan of the Father's mission. In John chapter 14, Jesus says, I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. Jesus also completely trusted and depended on his Father. In John chapter 5, Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing on his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. Jesus, the perfect Son of God, confesses that he can do nothing on his own, and so should we. We can only abide in Jesus as Jesus shows and enables us to do, and apart from him, we can do nothing. Jesus gave up his life on the cross for our sins and victoriously resurrected from death to not only make it possible for us to abide in him, but to thrive in having a truly fruitful life, a life of lasting impact for the kingdom. May we abide more closely to Jesus and live a more fruitful life Jesus desires for us to live this new year and beyond, all for his glory. Amen? A couple of community group questions if you guys are meeting this week. What are some ways you can actively abide in Jesus? And secondly, what area of your life are you praying to be more fruitful? Let's bow our hearts in prayer. God, we come to you knowing that apart from being connected to you, we can do nothing. There's no life. There's no purpose. There's no meaning. Because we draw all of that from the vine, our Jesus, who is the true vine. So, Lord, wherever we are disconnected or feel disconnected or wherever there's sin, cleanse us and wash us. Lord, we want to abide in you, and we want to live a fruitful life to glorify you in all that we do, Lord. 
In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You've been listening to audio from Trinity West Seattle. For more information about our services or to connect with us, visit our website, www.trinityws.com. Thanks for listening.